What's up, guys? This is your host, Danny Baylor, Danny Cakes, and you are listening to the Immeasurably More podcast. Okay, guys, welcome back. And if you missed last episode, I covered what I call spiritual warfare. So how to really take a hold of your thoughts, how to use prayer and the word of God, aka the Bible, to help you to fight your battles. You guys, there's a very real spiritual battle that we face daily with the enemy, and I wanted to help to equip you all. So (laughs) this is one of the most, if not the most important tools you need to know as a believer what you're up against, and how to armor up. So check out episode eight, This Means War. So for today, I'll be covering quite possibly what is the most vulnerable subject for me. I've literally not been dreading it. I don't want to say that. I think it's just so out of my comfort zone. But you guys, this episode's like eight years coming. Like before I even thought of having a podcast, like I knew I would tell this story. I didn't know how I would tell it. I knew I would tell it to a group of people, you know, particularly women. And God decided today was the day. So this is a story I've literally only shared with a handful of people, uh, mostly because it's so, so personal to me. There are parts of it that uh, make me feel embarrassed. And if I'm being honest, I think that people might think I'm a little crazy, but... God (laughs) isn't always logical, and that's what makes him so cool. So like I said, I've also known since this day happened to me that God would give me an opportunity to share it with so many people. And so I am excited to share this with you guys because obviously it's so life-changing to me. And um, he really put on my heart a few weeks ago, and I was like, okay, are we going to talk about this on the podcast? Um, So I've been pretty nervous to share it, knowing that this day would come and really praying about the right timing. And if I'm being honest, I don't know if I'll ever be ready to share it, but this is where we will start. So it needs to be said. And I would say that, you know, 99% of the things that really make me the most or make me feel the most vulnerable is really what connects with you guys the most. And like, honestly, that's my heart. That's my desire. And I'm so willing to be vulnerable, to be show embarrassment. And maybe you might not think it's embarrassing, but to me, it's something I'm, I guess I felt a little bit of shame for. Hopefully you'll relate and you'll feel connected. So that is the goal. But as I mentioned on the last podcast, I really felt like, you know, I was even debating bringing this up on this next episode and God spoke to me. He's like, how, how could you let me like heal you and, you know, give me this opportunity to have a podcast and have a voice and not be willing to share it. And so maybe that's um, something that someone needs to hear. I mean, what God's done in your life, you need to move forward with it and you need to, you need to share it with other people. So I am going to share you, with you mine. I'm going to need to go into some detail of this story and maybe some background detail eventually because this day, like I said, completely changed my life. And I need you guys to understand how impactful it was to me. So. <laughs> 2013, summer of 2013, it was the week I was moving back from Hawaii, back home to California, and I had what I realized was my first Jesus encounter. So you guys know I was raised in church, knew my whole life, right, discernment, right from wrong. I wanted to love people. 
I always knew God was good. I always knew God was so real. I never questioned it. I have never had any doubt, reason to doubt God. Yes, that I go through hard times, but I just always had like a firm faith. Like God was real. It was so obvious he was living through me, but I'd never really had anything what I call like supernatural happen to me. So when I was in Hawaii, I had met a friend from my small group. She ended up becoming my closest friend out there. And she would tell me these stories, these like undeniable Jesus encounters, right? And I find it so fascinating, like these sorts of things. So she would tell me all the stories all the time. And this one day, a couple of days before I'm moving home, we're on the beach and she's telling me another one of these like wild stories, right? And I remember having this thought like, man, I like, wish something cool like that would happen to me. Like I wish that like maybe I could have like a Jesus encounter. Not that I doubted God, but like I wanted to like feel something physical and like I said, so undeniable. Like, well, like that's totally God, you know? So we were actually about to leave the beach for a small group that night. She lived with a pastor's family and they held like a young adults group at their home. And that was the night. So I was going back with her to go to group and, you know, the message was great. Everything about the night was cool. Everyone was friendly. But I remember the last time I felt this way. I remember trying to decide like where I would sit in the room before for this group. I remember trying to decide which seat would make me feel the, the least self-conscious about my body. And after group, we had gone back to her bedroom and with her roommate, a couple of other friends, and we all just like gathered around to pray for each other. And um, so I was heading home, or I was moving home. I just lost a super close friend of mine uh, from drunk driving. She and her roommate were headed um, on a mission trip. And so we all had kind of things we needed to pray about for each other. So gathered around, put some music on, sit in a circle, and we just made our rounds praying for each other. And I mean, it's probably like a 20-minute prayer session. It's so crazy, you guys. This happened to me when I was 21. This is like eight years ago, and I feel like it was yesterday. I feel like it was so vivid. I'm so glad because I remember wanting to tell a story and like being like, hey, God, like keep these, these feelings and these images so vivid that, so that I can share it. I can't believe like today is the day, to be honest. I've been so nervous, and I need to be excited about this. So uh, we, we prayed for a while, and then basically we continued to just kind of wait on God in a moment. And I remember the music ended. And, you know, our eyes are so closed. We're holding hands in prayer. And I think we just all kind of knew, like, God wasn't done. And there was something that was unfinished. And so, you know, we're feeling good, feeling at peace. We all said some good things about each other, you know, lifted each other up in prayer. And so my friend next to me, she, uh, I'll just tell you her name, it was Tasha. And she said she felt like there was something else that someone needed to speak of. Like that's one of us needed to like recover from in some way. And she kept like asking and no one's speaking up. And I'm standing there thinking like, dang, why won't this girl speak up? Like, this is a safe space. Like, we were all just pretty vulnerable about what's going on in our life. And we're praying for each other. And like, it's a safe space. Little did I know. So we're patiently waiting, right? And then she next said, I feel like it's about an insecurity. And you guys, I feel like I got hit with a ton of bricks spiritually, metaphorically, it was me. And I had this very unhealthy obsession with my self-image. I convinced myself for years, every girl is hard on herself. Every girl picks herself apart. And in that one moment, I just knew. God made it so clear to me that mine was so extreme. And it was so, it was like, 
it was suffocating me. And so immediately I faced it. I began just, I began bawling. And I just knew I had to surrender to God and started praying over it. And I'm just, you know, really mourning the hurt that I had caused myself for years and years and years and like allowing these lies in after all this time, fully acknowledging my mess and just giving it to him. And I just knew like my body totally came before God. It's like I became an idol. And again, I thought that was so normal. You know, like we totally associate our hurts with like, that's such a, 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 like a sneaky lie from the enemy. It's normal. All girls feel this way. Like it's, it's fine to be hard on yourself. It's fine to pick yourself. Like, no, like that was so not of God, you know? And I thought, you know, if I could, if I could just afford a gym membership, if I could just afford to eat clean, if I could just do this, 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 and this, and this, then, then I'd be lovable. Like that was this twisted lie I believed for so long. And I'm not sure where this came from. I mean, maybe it was a fact that many of the women in my family are obsessed over working out and being thin and just all the things. And uh, maybe the fact that all my friends when I was in high school were a double zero and I was the curvier one. In my perspective, I was probably the more normal sized one. But as a teenager, you know, you, you compare yourself. And, you know, my very first boyfriend cheated on me with the one girl I thought had like the perfect figure. The fact that any guys didn't choose me for a long, long time, though, even though I knew it was had to do mostly with the fact that I was abstaining from sex, right? So, but you guys, rejection always made me feel like it had something to do with the way that I looked, that my body was never good enough. What felt like a third of my lifetime, I let this obsession define my worth. And it's so, it like breaks my heart because I would never let anybody feel this way. I think even back then, even at 21 years old, if I had known that a friend was feeling this way about herself, like I, I, I wouldn't have let her, you know, I would have talked her out of it. And it's like, we, we totally allow things into our lives, into our minds that we wouldn't let anybody else think or feel. So we're in this moment, I'm acknowledging, right, my, uh, my hurt, surrendering it to God. And one by one, these girls go around and pray over me um, as I'm sobbing. <laughs> Um, and for multiple reasons, if I feel like I'm acknowledging it, letting go and kind of like, Hey, I get to move on. Like this is, this is happening, you know? And it was wild you guys, because they started to speak over my past, like things they shouldn't have known about me. They wouldn't have known. I met most of these girls that night and they started to reveal things about me, about my future, about how God really sees me. And I literally, when I was standing there, I'm just like, I'm beside myself thinking like, am I finally I'm being freed of this, like for real. <laughs> like, I remember feeling my head actually like physically lift up and I was smiling. I was just, there was so much joy, just like an overwhelming amount of joy. So much, like my cheeks hurt from, from smiling. Cause I just knew like this was, I was finally being broken away from this. And I didn't even want that feeling to end. Like this little joy and beaming light. What I was just like directed on me. And it was so holy. There's just no other way to explain it. And now, as much as kind of like disbelief that I was in, um, which what was going on, that were almost parts of it kind of like caused a little bit of like slight discomfort because it was so like it was so supernatural, you know. The roommate of my friend, she came over to me, right? It's kind of we kind of went into depth and lots of lots of prayer and delivering me and all these truths. And I mean, it was, it was amazing. I could have, could have ended there. And I was like, wow, like, okay, God, 
So she comes over, places her hand over my eyes, and I'm like, what the heck is going on, <laughs> right? And I think her and I were equally freaked out at this moment. And I just remember opening my eyes and seeing the inside of her palm of her hand and being like, God, what is happening? <laughs> because this is like seriously getting kind of, you know, weird. It's kind of strange, you know? I've never known anything like this before. And she, too, had said, she's like, you know, this has never happened to me before, but like, I feel like Jesus is placing my hand over your eyes and that he's physically healing like your sight, the way that you see yourself. And that from now on, I would see myself with love the way that he sees me, that hatred would be like removed and I would be made new. So again, I'm like bawling, right? Because how, how beautiful, like God chose me. Like he met me in that moment in my brokenness and decided to heal me. And not only like spiritually, but like, I've, I feel like that was just that little added bonus, you know? Like he's like, I'm literally standing beside you. and like, I'm leading her to like heal you. And it's so crazy because like as a believer my whole life, you guys, like I was still broken. You know, being a Christian isn't really about how perfect we are. It's about acknowledging God's perfection and his glory through us. Because we're always going to make mistakes. We're always going to have faults. We're always going to be flawed, you know, but it's, a, it's about who God is. And I think that we forget that so many times. We look at the world and hurts and things and we're like, why God, like, how could this happen? It's like, that, that is of the world, you know, but God is the one who saves us from it. And he, he's the one who's without, without flaws, you know. And I remember opening my eyes at the very end of this all. And I, it was like glossy, like I was like fresh out the womb. Maybe it was the tears. I don't know. But I just felt like my vision was so clear. And most of all, I felt this weight that was like, like really lifted of me. Um, I still felt like that lingering joy and just, just so much peace. And I just can never deny what I felt that day. The joy, the freedom, the peace that filled my spirit. It's just undeniable. And I think back all the time on this experience. And I'm like, man, like we... This is, this is our God. Like, this is what we can feel. This is what we can have access to. And we miss out on this day to day. And I, I just, like I said, I specifically remember there was like a light. I felt was beaming on me, right? And this is, you know, one of those details I'll never forget. And I just have to share. And it's like, you know, when you close your eyes, you kind of like still feel or see what the light is in the room. Well, at the end of our prayer session, the very end of it, I opened up my eyes and the light like the actual light bulb of the room that filled the room was like behind me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I was literally being like lit up by, by God, like in that moment. And it, it was just insane. Like this, like I said, this is the God that we serve. This is the God that we have access to. And I, I just, I can't, <laughs> I wish I could be back in that moment, honestly, because it's just, it's so fulfilling. And I think we remember the hurts that we experienced. We're like, dude, like we have access to that. Like, we have access to peace and joy. And I really also feel like God's like, hey, this is just like a piece of, you know, like heaven on earth right now. And like how I, how you can experience me. And I just remember like the very next day, I put on a swimsuit and I approached a mirror and I was like thinking, you know, did this actually happen? Like, I'm, I'm never going to be the same. And I have ever since. And so crazy because I just totally feel like, that was a moment that I needed to encounter at that like divine time in my life that really set me up for, um, you know, my future, my career and my mindset and being a leader. And 
gosh, my prayer life, you guys, prayer life, living, like when I talk about Hawaii, it's so special to me because of this day. Not only, I mean, this was just like, this was the very end of it, but there's so much I experienced by the church I went to and that small group and really moments where I prayed for the first time over other people. Like it was just like works of the Holy Spirit. And like I said, I never experienced it before. I had grown up in church and knew good, right from wrong and all these things. But that these were my first real like, okay, Holy Spirit's working through me. And like, these, is, these are Jesus encounters. And like, I want more of it and I want to give it back and I want to share it. And so, yeah, I think that so many times, you know, we allow these hurts to define us. We tell ourselves, again, it's just normal. Everyone struggles. And then before we know it, it's like, it's all we think about. It consumes us. And worst of all, it separates us from God. And if you listen to the last, you know, podcast, I talked about how that is the enemy's number one goal is to separate us from God and his peace and his truth and his promises over us. And like, there's no better word than like to suffocate us and make us feel like we're alone and there's no way out, you know? And we're just like constantly chasing something. And I allowed that. I, I was in denial for so long. I allowed myself to suffer through it and feel like I needed to earn it. I needed to earn something. I needed to feel like I, I needed to fit a mold in order to be lovable. That is not what God says about us, you guys. Like, we don't have to earn it. And it's like, I talk about this all the time on Bible study, and I, I want you guys to understand, like, a relationship with God means, like, you don't earn it. He's, he's already, like, paid the price for you. Uh, he just, he loves you unconditionally, you know, right where you're at, and even in your flaws, and even your mistakes, and, you know, he knows all the things that you've done all the things you've thought. And it's like, he still loves you. And, uh, you know, I even like recently had a conversation with two of the girls at my gym, these girls that I look up to and I'm in awe of, and we ran to each other in the bathroom. We had a little girl talk and came up the, you know, the conversation about insecurities. And I would just never believe that they felt this way about themselves. Like here I am in awe of them and their beauty and their strength. And they still found ways to focus on the things that they did not love about themselves. And in fact, like find ways to hide it. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, I, I would never think that way about that. And you guys, that's what the enemy does. He constantly reminds us of everything that we're not. And God will remind you of everything that you are. He knows what our weaknesses are and he knows what makes us vulnerable, what breaks us down when we're feeling strong. So it's so important to be on your guard, right? To understand spiritual warfare, to have discernment, pray over discernment. I'm always praying that. I'm always praying, God, let me hear your voice. Let me hear your truth. You know, because one of the most significant things my friend had told me that day, she's like, look, the enemy also knows what God did today. And he's going to try to use it against you. He's going to try to sneak back in and make you think that God didn't heal you when he did. And there have been a couple occurrences where I heard this lie in the last year once last summer and then a couple of weeks ago when I was telling you I was going through <laughs> the spiritual warfare, right? All my breakdown before this breakthrough. And it's like both of those times, both of those seasons, I was seeking something out or God had something greater ahead. And so the enemy is like, hey, let me remind you of this stupid lie to try to like throw you off track so that you feel unworthy, that you feel like you're insignificant, that you feel like you have no power. It's what he does, you guys. And it was just before the idea that this podcast and then most recently, as I was diving deeper into my prayer life, right, towards what God has next. And I think the most powerful thing I took away from it was, like, we have a choice where we feed our energy. 
our focus. If your focus is on your hurts, then it will be there. I choose to focus on the deliverance of God in me. I choose to take back the power and focus on what God is doing in me, how I will move forward in faith and do what I'm called to do, which is to serve others. Take back your power. Remember that you have a choice. Our hurts don't have to define us. Keep speaking your truth over yourself and your situation. Remember that you're the one who's the threat, not your enemy. And I hope that this specific story resonates with you guys because it really has been so terrifying for me to share. It's kind of freeing now for me to talk about. But I do take pride in the fact that, you know, God healed me and what he's done through me. And I believe if I share this with you, that you too will believe that you have access to his holy healing as well. Whatever your situation is, whatever your hurt is, or maybe your obsession or whatever it separates you from God. He knew, right? He knew everything that I was feeling. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know why we like try to hide it sometimes. It's like, I don't, you know, I have these thoughts every single day that were consuming me. And I just acted like God had no idea, you know, where I was like hiding it from God. It's wild. But he's like, he's there. He knows. And he loves me despite it. And he wants to rescue you from it. And, you know, that's what makes our relationship with God so special. It's so intimate. It's, and we have to remember, it's like God doesn't allow us to hurt. It's the enemy, right? It's the sin. It's God is the one who saves us from it. And we have to own our hurts. We have to surrender it to him. There's something I keep saying in, in my Bible study, and it's like it's been on my heart so much lately, really. It's like it's so holy to surrender our situations or our hurts or, our, you know, like whatever's going on in our life, control. Let it go. Like, you're going to run yourself dry trying to chase the relief that only can be satisfied through God. And isn't that a relief in itself? The fact that, like, it's not yours to carry. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And it's it's not something that, like, we have to try to take on and figure out. And, like, like I said, continue. You guys, if we keep on chasing worldly things or other relationships or, gosh, the gym or whatever it is that we're trying to fulfill this void in our souls, it's like you're just going to be exhausted. If you're tired right now, like qu quit. Quit trying to earn it. Quit trying to chase it. Like it's, it's a discussion that you have with God. And that's what I did. And you guys, it wasn't, obviously I was at a point where I was kind of like, I mean, I was breaking. I was, you know, I remember being in that, that small young adults group and being so concerned. And I, it was so wild because I didn't even know, even at the time that I I could surrender it to God. So I'm telling you, you have a choice and you can decide to give it to God and you don't have to hold it. You don't have to obsess over it. You don't have to let it hurt you. Whatever that is, maybe there's something that's like tapping on your heart right now, you guys, like acknowledge it. Like, and even if there's a part of you that like, it's like you like to have control over it. You like to be like, well, I can just figure it out. I can just fix it. Just give it to God. And I love to say too, maybe if it's like a relationship or something that you're like, dude, I can't let go of this. Like how will I ever let go of it? I always say, pray over the willingness to want to let go of it. Like, okay, God, like maybe I shouldn't be with this person and I don't know what it's going to be like to be able to walk away from it. So like do something new and like my heart, like allow me to want to give this to you. Allow me to want to walk in your will. Allow me to want to, you know, align my desires with yours and it'll be freeing. You won't feel like you're a burden. You won't feel like you're missing out. You'll, you'll be relieved. You'll have that relief. And only God can give you that. And if you specifically struggle from body image, I want to remind you, it does not hold value over you. It does not make you unlovable. It does not make you worthy, unworthy. 
God has already said these things over you. He desires you. He loves you fully. He created you in his image and he's without mistakes. So I'd say that goes for us too. So let yourself love who you are. Keep praying through it. Choose to love yourself. Surrender your hurts and all of the comparison. Quit running yourself dry. I hope that you unfollow the accounts that make you feel lesser. You have that choice, right? Where you put your focus, where you put your energy. So walk away from the things in your life, people, the accounts, all the things that don't serve you and don't draw you closer to God. And the things that separate you from his will and from his truth, we have to take action toward that. You're so loved. And there is freedom available to you. If it's available to me, you guys, it's available to you. And I seriously pray all the time that when people seek out the Lord or I don't, however long you've been a believer that like you seek out an encounter. I obviously prayed for it, right? Literally, I was on the beach that day and I was like, God, I want something cool to happen to me. I want something like supernatural to happen to me. And he delivered and he delivered within a few hours. So ask and you shall receive, right? God listens. I think that's what's like, you know, what my pastor was really recently talking about. Like, dude, we serve a God who like hears us. He's a living God. He knows it's on our heart. He listens to us. I mean, the Bible says over and over, like the righteous cry out and he, he hears our cries, you know, like he listens. And when you ask, when you draw near to him and he's going to draw near to you. So in that sense, I'm like, test him. You know, if, if you're new to your faith, if you're seeking out God, like ask him to reveal himself to you. It's really cool and it's personal and it's beautiful. And it, I'm, I pray that it's moments where it's undeniable. You know, I, I talk about all the time, like, you know, if you've like coincidences or maybe you've read the same thing over and over or somebody says something to you that you've heard before, or like, you're like, huh, that's how funny. Like, no, it's not funny. It's not a coincidence. Like, it's God. Like, he's all knowing and he is trying to, you know, expose something to you. My mom always said that. She's like, when you read something multiple times, it's purposeful. There's intention. Like, God is trying to kind of like get your attention to be like, hey, I want you to understand, like, I'm trying to share this with you. So, I, I feel like this was something that, you know, as vulnerable as it was for me, it has to be something that so many other women seek and feel. And I didn't want to miss out on that chance to tell you guys. And I hope just as much as, you know, starting my network marketing business and sharing my heart on social media and that, you know, unraveling into a podcast and being here and telling you the most vulnerable story of my literal entire life that maybe you're encouraged to tell your story and to not be embarrassed and to not be ashamed. And gosh, it's like, gosh, so social media. Like I said, following those accounts and if something doesn't serve you to recognize it and you guys be raw, be yourself. Like we have got to quit acting like everything's so perfect all the time and sharing your story. Like your, our hurts, our vulnerability is really what connects with people. And that's seriously my heart. Like I had one person, like I said, who shared a little bit about their faith and it encouraged me to speak up and encouraged me to say something that mattered to me. And I was like, dude, if I just change one person, one person's life, like it will be worth it. And I remember I actually kind of posted this on social media maybe a couple months ago, but uh, am I, am I, uh, we had like a senior barbecue. So it was like a senior event. I think it was the beginning of my senior year in high school. And we wrote down this little card and it was like, right, what's your goal for the next 10 years? Where do you want to be in 10 years? 
I think we like listed a couple things and that we would look back on those index cards at our 10 year reunion. And I literally remember writing down, I was like, I'll change, I just want to change 10 people's lives, <laughs> 10, 10 people. And uh, if, if that's it, then I think I did my job, God, like I'll be, I'll be like satisfied with that. And he probably thought like, wow, you're, you're thinking so small. You know, now 10 years later, I think my 10 year reunion was about two years ago. Oh, wow. Like how much bigger that vision has become, you know, because I took one step towards something and really just pursuing who I was and being raw and honest and open and vulnerable. Like your story matters and your hurt matters and there's intention behind it. And you guys, what the enemy intends for evil, God uses for good. He uses your past relationships. He uses your mistakes. He uses your hurts. He uses your insecurities to connect you with other people, to give him glory. And hopefully, not hopefully, he will bring you peace. So while we are speaking on worthiness and vulnerability, I would love to chat with you guys next about relationships. (laughs) I get this question kind of probably pretty often. And I think I've been kind of avoiding it, but here we are. We are acknowledging the things that God is calling me to talk about. So I want to chat with you how I view relationships, my personal relationships, a little bit of dating, and most importantly, what I believe is God's intention for marriage. So God put this on my heart last summer. And I remember thinking, I was like, I'll talk about it more when you deliver my husband. Like, <laughs> and he's like, uh, no, I'm going to have you share your suffering right now. And then I'm going to get the glory of the words after the promise is delivered. So that is what I have coming for you guys next. I'm super excited to share that with you. Share my heart. It is something that is super near and dear to me. And I am expectant. So don't forget to rate, review, and share this with somebody that you know will be encouraged by this message and hopefully find connection Remember, you guys can reach out to me, tell me your feedback, give me your suggestions. I love to hear from you. It really, really fuels me and always gives me new ideas. So you can contact me on Instagram at Danny Cakes, D-A-N-N-N-I Cakes, or at immeasurably.more.podcast. And I will leave you guys with this. Psalm 34 verses four through five. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces are never covered with shame.